what about all the other kids in Langenberg? Who's going to work on your farm in the future? An investment in agriculture education is like it's an investment in the farm. And I think the whole agriculture industry needs to take a look and say, where are we going and what's going to happen if we aren't making sure that our young people today actually know what's going on in agriculture and how important it is and how interconnected it is to all of these big global issues that are happening out there. Hey now, it's Terry Eberhardt here and welcome to the Growing the Future podcast, where we talk to folks who like to innovate, collaborate and transform the ag industry. Thank you for joining us for season five, episode 11. Before I introduce our esteemed guests, uh, I would like to remind you to check out the Eberhardt family and companies online, starting with eberhardtfarms.com, where we grow food to feed the world in Langeburg, Saskatchewan, suregrowth.ca, where we offer precision agronomy consulting services, convergencegrowth.com, where we accelerate solutions across food, health, and agriculture, and eberhardagsolutions.ca, where we deliver one-of-a-kind fertility solutions for the future of your farm. Get notified about our new episodes by signing up for a newsletter at growingthefuturepodcast.ca. My next guest is the kind of leader who gets energized by new ideas and challenges. For her, creating meaningful experience for students around agriculture is more of an extension of her passion than a job. She is an acting director, executive director for Ag in the Classroom Canada. And today we're going to talk about creating change through multiple layered experiences and what makes an experience memorable, inspiring our future workforce to consider careers in agriculture, and how do we further encourage agriculture industry in our youth? How can we hold other industry leaders responsible to educate our youth in supportive ways. And I'm very excited to welcome to the show, Shara Shimko. And I'm very excited to be back on the podcast here after a bit of hiatus with my sidekick, Holden. Can't let Dan have all the glory of the Grow in the Future podcast. And yeah, really excited to have Sarah on the show today. This is a subject that I'm really passionate about. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm pleased to get to chat with you and Holden about the future of agriculture. Yeah, it's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your history, your background, and what you're doing now, and and what Ag in the Classroom is all about. Oh, right. So I grew up on a family farm, mixed farm near Jasmine, Saskatchewan. So growing up, we had grain and cattle and and geese and chickens and pigs and a few cows that we milked. So I very much grew up on the type of farm that many people still think is the norm today and is not really the norm anymore because, of course, agriculture has evolved and has become modernized quite a bit. I'm not that young, I guess, anymore. So after I graduated from high school, I decided to continue my education at the U of S and I studied agriculture economics. Uh, worked for a few years in the agriculture industry and then really had a desire to travel. And so I lived in Australia for a year. I worked in Uganda and Eastern Africa for a couple of years. And that, I think, was a really transformative experience for me and really was really where I understood just how important agriculture and food security really is. And that at the root of, of everything that we do on the farm, it's really about growing food. And came back from there and 
after a few uh, iterations, I found my way to agriculture in the classroom, and that was in 2006. And really simply, agriculture in the classroom is about connecting kids in agriculture and inspiring the young people of today to support modern agriculture and want to be a part of the future of agriculture. That's amazing. So you've been doing this for for quite a while now, very passionate about it. I was looking on the website a bit and Ag in the Classroom is is kind of the national voice for, for agriculture education in the classroom, reaching around 2 million or over 2 million kids a year between kindergarten and grade 12. Is that correct? Yeah. So I'm the executive director for agriculture in the classroom, Saskatchewan, and currently the interim executive director for agriculture in the classroom, Canada. So collectively across the country, we are providing over 2 million student experiences a year. And as agriculture varies across the country, so do the agriculture education programs. And it's a really exciting time to be part of agriculture education because I can tell you that people have never cared more about food and have had so many questions and the demand from teachers in wanting to learn more about food and have like agriculture education brought into their schools has skyrocketed really even in the last five years. Yeah, and I think this is really important. I mean, I, I'm, I'm aware of uh, Ag in the Classroom and the work that it does. I, I, I'm not sure that everyone is as aware as they should be of that. And yeah, I think in today's world, there's, there's such a great disconnect from, from agriculture and its roots, and, and not only its roots, but where it is at, at today. And even in, even in rural communities, and, and, and there's times where I've heard stories, and I want to be kind of respectful about this, but where your, your kids go to school and, and they watch some food documentary on, on Netflix as, a, as an ag education that sometimes may or may not be sharing what I would consider an accurate or true reflection of agriculture. And so I think that the work that Ag in the Classroom is doing is, is critically important and and, and we need to get this, this message out more to our teachers and to our students. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. Like the disconnection between how food is grown and students today and people today, it is real. Just a couple examples I can share is we were doing an activity once with some not really young kids. I would say the kids are about grade five, six, and we were planting seeds. And a child asked me for a seed to plant cheese. So I was like, oh. Okay, where do I start with that? The seeds of plant cheese. University students saying, well, I don't really care what happens to the farmers. I'm just going to buy my food at the grocery store. Well, I just sort of thought, okay, good luck with that. But that sort of speaks to why we need to be here. And the kids today, I mean, they are growing up to be the teachers. And so we have many of the teachers who are in, who are teaching today, they are also really disconnected from the farm. And so they're not, when they're bringing agriculture into the classroom because they need to teach about whether it's through science or social studies, uh, topics related to agriculture, they're going off the knowledge that they have, which is often not accurate, not very balanced, um, and certainly not current for the way agriculture happens today. And so when we, we want to look at the long game here and it really is about working with educators working with school divisions with administration working with the agriculture industry to say what's the information that we need out there what are the experiences that we want students to have 
so that they become more curious about agriculture, so that it really kind of shifts the way they think about modern agriculture, and they're not stuck in the in the view of the old McDonald's farm where everybody should have the two pigs and chickens and cows in the way that I grew up on a farm 40 years ago, because things are really different today. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, I'm really interested to have Holden's perspective on this podcast, of course, as a 16-year-old farm kid going into, going into grade 11. What has your kind of experience been and, and what you learn and, and see and about agriculture in the school and, and ag careers and those kind of things? Like, what, what has your experience been? So pretty much in our school, we basically, from my experience, I haven't really learned anything. And whether it's science, the like you learn about photosynthesis and that's about as much as you learn about that. And it's difficult to say because like I kinda already know quite a bit just from living on the farm and experiencing it. But for other people I know that they wouldn't know the first thing about growing a plant or where to put it or the right thing to do to make it grow or anything like that. And we pretty much don't have anything so far that is teaching kids about agriculture in the older years. That is, I I think there's a program in the elementary school where they get to go to their gardens and grow their own plants. So that's good. I was thinking when you first started, like you didn't learn anything in school was your, your first comment. I was kind of laughing about well, that. Well, that too, but. About, maybe about my agriculture, but um, I'm sure you probably kind of picked up a few things. Maybe you're like me, you weren't paying as much attention as you should. But I think generally this is, it's not about singling out or pointing fingers, but in a general sense, it is interesting to see that there isn't a lot of focus around that. I think in any school, let alone particularly in our local hometown here, I mean, we're, we're, we're a community supported by agriculture and, and the mining, potash mining industry. We're like 70, 80, 90% driven by agriculture. And I believe too, there's even our own children. We probably haven't done the best job of, they may live on the farm and work the fields and, and do all these different things. But what does agriculture really mean? I remember taking my daughter with me to a conference that I spoke at overseas. And she was kind of like, wow, I didn't really realize agriculture was such a big deal. I'm like, well, it's yeah, like your products go all over the world at times, essentially what feeds and fuels the world in some way, form or fashion. And I'm not saying that it's more important than other industries, but without agriculture and food, the world's going to be a pretty tough place to survive. Yeah, I mean, Terry, if I could kind of add to that, I think when we look at some of the the big global issues that are out in the world today that the world is trying to deal with, we have climate change, there's severe food shortages, food security issues, war, locally we've got labor shortages issues, there's trade disputes. Almost every one of those issues is interconnected somehow with agriculture. Sometimes agriculture really impacts what's happening, and sometimes agriculture is impacted by what's happening. And if we want to find solutions to these really complex problems that are out there, we absolutely need the young people today to want to be a part of that future, because it is really big, and it is really important. 
And so touching on what Holden said, where he didn't, doesn't really remember learning very much about agriculture, it's very possible because there is no agriculture class in the curriculum. There are a lot of opportunities to bring agriculture in through various science and social studies modules, but that's really dependent on the teacher who says, okay, I'm going to learn about, we have to teach about plant growth. I'm going to use examples of crops grown today you know, or we need to learn about soil, or we're learning about trade, or we're going to look at agriculture trade. And so our approach at agriculture in the classroom has been on a very teacher, directly to the teacher basis, because that's the only way that we can ensure that it'll get into the classroom. But when we have 13,000 teachers in the province, I know that we are not reaching all of those teachers, we're probably reaching, you know, maybe two, 3,000 of those teachers. So when you consider all of the students that are not don't have agriculture brought into the classroom, partially because it's not in the curriculum. But the other reality is we are tapped out. We can't even meet the demand that we have right now for all of our resources and programs. We just don't have the resources to do that. So if every single grade four teacher and grade 10 teacher were to come to us and want to bring agriculture into the classroom, we would be hard pressed to meet that demand. And so if you take the perspective from you as a farmer, Terry, that is awesome that Holden knows about what's going on on your farm. What about all the other kids in Langenberg? Who's going to work on your farm in the future? And I would take it a step further and say, you know, the favorable policies that you need to make um, sound business decisions on your farm. Well, the person writing that briefing note for PMRA, you know what, in 10 years, that could be the student who's sitting in the grade 11 classroom beside Holden or in a Saskatoon school or in a Toronto school. So an investment in agriculture education is like it's an investment in the farm. And I think the whole agriculture industry needs to take a look and say, where are we going and what's going to happen if we aren't making sure that our young people today actually know what's going on in agriculture and how important it is and how interconnected it is to all of these big global issues that are happening out there. Absolutely. Like this is one of the reasons I was passionate about having this conversation is we know that farmers are two, 3% of the population and we still need the same amount of people. We also know that globally in, in North America and most countries, we are going into a labor shortage that is only going to continue to get worse. And luckily, we have a lot of tools and, and technology and agriculture that will help with that. But either way, every industry, every business in the world is going to struggle to get people. And we are a business that traditionally has only worked with and hired people that came from the farm. And there just is nobody in that pool. And so I look like are in that pool moving forward. And I look at this as a great opportunity because I believe that agriculture is an amazing place to be and the types of jobs and careers that you can have on farms with the technology and the science and the innovation and just the culture of agriculture. There's a lot of people that I know that have come from outside of agriculture from cities or different industries and started to work in agriculture. And they're like, the culture is amazing. The people are amazing. The opportunity is amazing. And I, I think that there's great opportunity in bringing some kid from Toronto or some engineer from India or whatever it may be that has no idea about what we're doing because we need that innovation in different ideas. And, and we live in a world now that not everyone's out there just picking rocks or harrowing the field there's a lot more 
going on. And so I think this is a great opportunity, but we need to, we need to tell that story and show exactly what you guys are trying to do to, to, to bring those people in and, and have that opportunity for businesses moving forward. Yeah. And I'd be really curious to hear from Holden. You're going, you're in high school and some of your friends maybe have an idea what they want to do already. Maybe some don't. What are some of the motivating factors that you and your friends consider when you're thinking about the type of career that you want? Is it money? Is it travel? Is it opportunity to grow? Because I think agriculture can offer those. We also need to make sure, though, that we're speaking the language that high school students and teenagers can understand and want to listen to. I know for some of my good friends personally, they are planning their life on what like they've always wanted to do what their dreams are. And me, I always imagine myself growing up and living on the farm and owning the farm. And so I'm planning on going to school for agriculture and food production. And then my other friend, he lives on a farm. He doesn't really like farming that much. And he always dreamed of being a physicist. So he wants to go to school to be a physicist. And there are some people that want to go to school because, oh, this job, if I can become this, I'll get a lot of money. But I think for the most part, it's mostly people are just doing what they want. And maybe that'll change when they're older and it really comes down to it. But I'm curious, Holden, do you think that most people or students kind of view careers in agriculture as potentially just working on the farm or, or doing farming or all the other aspects that are involved with that, whether it's grain trading or marketing or communications, the science side of it with agronomy and those kind of things, or is it kind of just mainly related to running a farm business or some kind of production business? I think that when most people look at saying, oh, I'm going to go to school for agriculture, they think, oh, you're going to go to school, then you're just going to go sit in a tractor all day. But really, that's not it at all. There's so many different career paths that you could choose in agriculture. You don't even have to live on a farm or be a farmer. You never even have to farm, combine, harvest ever in your life, and you could still be fully involved in agriculture. I, I would agree with you because that's what we see all the time in schools when we're talking with high school students is by the time they're in grade 9, 10, some of them have ideas about what they want to do. Many of them do. And they don't think about agriculture as being an exciting place to be. And that's why I believe it's really important that conversations about agriculture and agriculture education experiences start happening when students are really young and taking an approach to build on those experiences and those that knowledge year after year so that by time they're starting to think about careers they're like oh man like i want a career that makes a difference in the world or i'm super interested in traveling or i'm interested in discovery or science or i really want a career where i'm around people all the time agriculture is front and center in their mind as a cool place to be so it's almost that we need to just get the reputation of agriculture to be to change right and so it's we have to have students thinking that agriculture is the place to be, not, ooh, that's just the place where if you just grow up on a farm, you just stay there. 
right? And so that is a bigger job than agriculture and the costume alone can handle. But certainly we have a really, really important role in, in shifting that perception. Yeah, and that's one of the things that also I, I think is important is getting away from that, the kind of stereotypical views of agriculture and ag careers and, and, and why, as you mentioned, creating that kind of multi-year experience. Now, I know our, our school has been actually quite active, whether Holden remembers or not, but with the retails in the area where we've brought all the kids out and shown them lots of different things. One of the reasons we're having this conversation is we're, we're working with the school now. We have some land adjacent to the school where we're looking at setting up a community garden and, and kind of doing it in conjunction with, with the school and potentially trying to collaborate with Ag in the classroom. And a few years ago, the school was very open and gracious where we brought in, I brought in three or four speakers from, from the Ag industry to talk about like technology, like drones and AI and data. And, and we got to present to the entire school, the different classes all in the auditorium. And, and it was really cool because there was even teachers that came and were like, wow, like we didn't know there was all this crazy stuff going on in, in agriculture with technology and AI. And so we are going to see more often in the future, even as farms get larger and progress, we're going to be hiring AI engineers and AI programmers and people that got to figure out how to run the robots and all the technology on the farm. There's just, there's almost every, every career opportunity that you can think of in any other industry is developing now in agriculture too. And it's maybe a bit of our own bias, right? But there is so much opportunity to travel and see different things. I, I know you mentioned as well in your intro about spending time in, in Uganda, I think it was in Africa. And I had the opportunity of going on a food study tour in Ethiopia with the Canadian Food Grains Bank. And, and when you see the agriculture challenges and, and where food is a method of survival, not the Starbucks or, or McDonald's run, it, it, it also changes the perspective of the impact and the importance of agriculture. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Terry. I think the careers in agriculture is just, it's such an important part of what agriculture in the classroom does. And the approach to that, it's about working not just with teachers, but also guidance counselors in schools and, and school divisions and looking at uh, the resources that we can provide and those experiences, whether that's career fairs where we, we have a program called the Think Ag Expo that we do at Agribition where over 500 students come and there's these 50 minute stations and they get introduced on a snapshot to some of these different types of careers out there. And they're amazed by the drone simulation activities that they'll do. Just, it surprises me that in today's world, knowing how much technology is involved in agriculture, there's still so many people who don't think that it's a part of agriculture. We were at an event in an elementary school, and one of the questions we had asked, I had a, about eight different farmers there from different areas, and I, one question I said was, how many do you think that these farmers use a computer to do their job? Well, it was not even half of the students that thought so. And that's mind-boggling when you look at try and do your job without a computer or the amount of technology that exists on your farm. And so there's that disconnect. It's it is way more than just students thinking, oh, chocolate milk comes from a brown cow. 
it isn't about that. Like that, it is so far beyond that. And that if we want their agriculture in Saskatchewan in Canada to continue to innovate and be at the forefront, we need people to be doing that research, to be, we need the best and the brightest minds as a part of our agriculture future. We also need society to embrace it and not be scared of it. I mean, all you have to do is take a look at the resistance to, to genetic engineering or fertilizer use. And there's so much fear. And I think there's fear in society today about things that people don't understand. And then when there's that fear, there's, there's movements that happen from people who have really loud voices and don't know a whole lot. And that can have some really negative repercussions for the agriculture industry. I mean, I think right now we're facing a few situations in terms of policies coming down that are going to make it hard for farmers to be as sustainable as they want to be. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, it kind of comes back to that saying, if, if you don't, if you're not telling your story, somebody, somebody else is. And, and I used to be probably in that camp as a farmer that, hey, I just want to do my job and I love what I do and just let me go out in the field or whatever. And somebody else can worry about all that stuff. But I think that that mentality and that that mindset is is really starting to hurt us now because we, we haven't told a good story. Other people are telling those stories and they may not be accurate or true or a positive reflection of what we're doing. And, and these are all the, the repercussions that, that we can have. And so we need to start doing a better job of, of that. And I think the potential start or beginning of that is, is in the classroom and is with the younger generation. And so you, you alluded to at the start of like, how do we, how do we create these kind of multiple layers of touch points? How do we start that? How do we plant that seed and foster it as it grows? Cause you just can't plant the seed and, and then walk away and and how do you create experiences that 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 kids remember you guys had some good discussion a little bit about that before we actually started the podcast about like how do you create an experience in the classroom or with students that's that's different than the other things that they normally learn and that that sticks and remembers right yeah for sure and i know holden curious to hear from you as a young person what makes a memorable learning experience for you? What do you remember as you're 16 years old now? What can you remember from your younger years that maybe was like, wow, that was amazing, or that sort of changed the way you thought about something? I think what makes a learning experience memorable for me is either when something like really, really funny happens, or if it's something I'm really interested in. Like, for example, when when my dad was talking about how they had some farmers come out to our school years ago, I remember when they showed us what a combine was and they brought out the combine and they like harvested right in front of us and drove along. And like, I, I seen, I see combines every year. Right. So I knew what it was, but I know lots of the people in my class were looking at that being like, what even is that? I'm like, well, that's the thing that my dad drives. And they, they kept on asking me questions about it for like the f next few weeks. And I was like, just search it up if you're that curious. Like, I don't have all the answers. But I think, I think for them, they remembered that because 
it was something they'd never seen. It was just like out of this world and it was just so new and it was big too and loud. And that was just something that they really remembered. Oh, I love that example, Holden, because the fact that your friends were curious and continued to ask you questions for weeks after this happened, like that's the memorable experiences that we are trying to create. And if you can imagine in Saskatoon school, those students would have had even less exposure to something like a farm or, or a combine. And so if we can create in grade one, grade three, grade five, different experiences. So maybe they're growing a garden in the classroom. Maybe they go out and visit a farm. Maybe they see harvest happening. They're perhaps involved in a food farm where they're out there growing and coming back. Um, maybe they go to the College of uh, Agriculture and Vet Med and learn about some of the animal care practices by seeing the fistulated cow, for example. All of those experiences, by time these students are in high school, they're, they have some confidence in what's happening in agriculture. And so that's why, like, I love hearing those stories. And I think, in fact, you've, I've maybe thought that, wow, maybe what I need to do now is actually do some polls with different students to find out what have been the most memorable learning experiences for the students. Because at the end of the day, if we want to create change and we want to inspire kids to be curious, and that curiosity will grow. We need the right experiences and then we need the right people involved to create those experiences. And it can't be just a one and done approach. And driving a combine, I think it's probably more, or maybe not driving the combine, but seeing the combine is probably more impactful than reading something in a book, right? Because it's, there's a little bit more of that experiential aspect to it. I like when you said that you don't need a, a one and done experience because that for me is a great example of when you get speakers to come in and talk in front of like the whole school. Cause for me personally, when somebody is up on stage and they're talking about farming and how they harvest and how they seed and how they do this to their plants to make them grow. And they do this to the weeds to make them not grow. That's just boring to me. I usually don't pay attention, but for me, the first time I ever went to the Ag in Motion in Saskatoon and I got to see all the different equipment and new technology and all the booths and stuff and getting to see like everything right in front of me instead of somebody just telling about it on stage while I'm talking to my friend, it's, it's just way better. And I, I missed it this year, which I was really bummed about, but I think it would be a cool thing to do if, if you could almost do something like that, but bring it to a school, like if you could bring in like even models of equipment or examples, like what we do at our field days is we put like, we had put a growth regulator on our plants and then dad picked the plants that had the growth regulator and didn't. And then he showed it to everybody. And you got to like hold the plant and see why this one's this tall and this one's this tall. And it was just really cool. And for me, that's what makes me want to learn more is when I can see it right in front of me and when I can hold it in my hand or when I can actually examine it instead of just having to hear it and it just goes in and out the other ears. So. Yeah, Holden, I think that would be probably a similar viewpoint that most students would have. I 
I read a quote once that you retain 10% of what you hear, 20% of what you read, and 90% of what you, I think, experience and teach others. And your story just reminded me of our food farm program. So our food farm program, there's about, it varies every year, but between nine to 13 locations around the province. And it's a great community program. We partner with the Ministry of Agriculture and a lot of local partners and students come in grade three and they're involved in planting. And there's always plots that have technology used, so fertilizer, pesticides applied, and then plots that don't have them. Then the students, when they're in grade four, they come back and we have a conversation. Which which plot looks better? Which plot's going to yield more? And that really is a great way to open the door also to the conversations about what is environmental stewardship. And so, yes, there is, even at the grade four level, like, yes, you do spray, you put down fertilizer and you do put down pesticides or insecticides or whatever may be needed. And there is some environmental impact to that too. But if your yields are triple what the other yields were, you've also been able to utilize your land more effectively. And the amount of land in the world is not growing for food production, that's for sure. So what it, what those experiences do, and similar to the ones that you shared, is it's an opportunity for kids to ask questions, have discussions. We don't have all the right answers. And everybody in agriculture knows that we're continuing to evolve because we ask questions and because we're looking to solve problems. And those are really the kinds of conversations that we want to create and foster in classrooms all the way from when the kids are little to discussing maybe how do we waste less food or how do we, what's happening with this plant? Why did one seed sprout and why did not, why did the other seed not sprout to the grade 12 students where they're doing DNA extractions and they're doing terephrasis, can I pronounce that? It's about the experiences, the curiosity and that further and deeper learning because information is in abundance. That's not the problem. The problem is the experiences that engage and excite people to want to learn more and to be interested in having these conversations. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm just, my wheels are turning a lot, just think, listening to the conversation and thinking about those things and on thinking about the ways that we can engage students in a different way from what they see traditionally 90% of the time in, in their classrooms and learning and what opportunities we can do to do that. And that's one of our hopes and goals with this community garden or food farm that we want to create and and have students experience for themselves what different methods of production look like and and what the food looks like and maybe even tastes like and learn from their own experience versus from what someone has told them or what they hear on the internet or watch on youtube or netflix or snapchat or whatever it is these days tiktok but yeah, I think I think this is critically important as we as we discussed. And so, how do we how do we help? How does the industry do more in a sense? How do we do a better job of connecting to our youth and, and telling the story? And and what we can we do as farmers engaging? I I know there's some other farmers in a peer group that we're in that brings the school out to their farm, and the kids get to walk around the equipment, and they get to talk about all kinds of different things and it's something that I just, I think that we all need to think about how we, we can do a little bit. And if we all help a little bit, it can, it can make a big difference. But what are, what are some of, what, what should we be doing? What should we be thinking about? Oh, wow. I'm happy that you asked that question, Terry. I, there is a tremendous opportunity for farmers and others in agriculture to get involved, both 
by working with agriculture in the classroom, but also on their own. So for example, the idea of opening up your, your farm to host classrooms to come out for a farm tour. Bus subsidies or busing costs are hugely prohibitive to schools. Often a school will get a class trip for a certain number of classes in the schools. So this year, Ag in the Classroom was able to offer a bus subsidy and we sent 35 classrooms to farms. So that's fantastic. And the challenge that we faced was in Regina, Saskatoon, Yorkton, Swift Current, some of the bigger centers, we didn't have enough farms in those catchment areas to be able to send the classrooms to. So being able to open up your farm for a visit and whether that's contacting us. We've got a form on our website that you can sign up to be a host tour or doing it on your own with your local school. I mean, of course, it doesn't have to go through us. So that's one way for sure. Through volunteering with the number of initiatives that Ag in the Classroom has. So our food farms are one program. We're always looking for, for farmers to be involved in those programs. Those are a bit challenging because if you're a grain farmer, the food farms take place in spring and fall. Most grain farmers, they're pretty busy on their own farm. But sometimes there's more of an opportunity for farmers who are maybe involved in dairy production or beef production to come out during those times. March is a very important month for us. It's Canadian Agriculture Literacy Month. And during that month, it's all across Canada and in Saskatchewan here, we match up teachers and volunteers from the agriculture industry for classroom presentations. And so last year, I think there was about 8,000 students who received a visit from an agriculture industry representative. And one thing I will say is, the number of actual farmers who volunteer for Canadian Ag Lit Month is not as high as we would like it to be. But in saying that, we're also happy to have agriculture industry professionals who maybe work with a crop input company or fertilizer company or sales because that's a great opportunity also to talk about the other careers in agriculture. So signing up for Canadian Agriculture Literacy Month, awesome opportunity to get involved. Of course, in the, in the public sphere, just being be active on social media, tell your story. We do have a campaign that I'm just going to briefly mention now, but it's going to be kicking off in October, which is Agriculture Month, and it's called Acres for Education. And we are inviting farmers to consider making a donation to Agriculture in the Classroom for 10 cents an acre for every acre that they farm. And so not sure what your input cost would be per acre, Terry. Take a wild number. Let's say it's $300 input. Well, maybe it can be $300 and 10 cents. And that 10 cents goes towards investing in the future of agriculture. So we'll have information about that launching because at the end of the day, we do need financial resources to be able to run the programs develop the educational resources, the digital ones, the learning kits. Holden talked about the tangible being able to do things. Our most popular resources by far are all of our learning kits. We have a grade three soil kit, a grade 11 soil kit. We've got a Saskatchewan seed kit. We've got a food security budgeting game. And they're very expensive because they're kits. And we do the kits with everything contained for the teacher. So that even if they don't have any background information, they can run with it and the kids can have a really positive experience. So our Acres for Education campaign is going to be, the goal of the campaign is to be able to replenish our resource library because I think we're low in almost every single kit that we have. So, so many ways that people in agriculture can, can get involved. 
if you've got you're listening to this podcast and maybe you're not up for having a farm tour maybe you can consider being part of the campaign maybe you've got kids in school you can consider letting your teacher know about egg in the classroom because it's disappointing when we have we have a lot of schools involved in the province i think last year over 600 but that's not every classroom in every school right and so that may be one classroom in a school that maybe has 20 different classrooms if you know, they're an urban classroom. So letting, letting your teachers know about it is really important. Because when we think about two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, what do you want your farm to be like? Who's going to be running your farm? Who are you going to be dealing with to make decisions on your farm? Who's going to be writing the policies for your farm? Who's going to be developing the technology that you need on the farm? Well, it's actually the kids today in the classroom. So maybe Holden's the future you, Terry, on the farm, but everybody has a future them sitting in the classroom, right? And we need to really consider what are we doing now to ensure that our future on our farm in the agriculture industry is strong and viable. And it does, it really starts with the kids today. Yeah, for sure. And that's one of the things I think about a lot is just, Again, bringing in those, attracting those outside people from agriculture and, and what it takes to create that opportunity. But also as a business and, and as, as a business in agriculture, learning how to work with people that don't have ag backgrounds and turning that from a challenge into an opportunity. And one thing that's been really a lot of fun for us and, and something that's been really successful as well it is presenting even though that might put hold in the sleep but I've, I've had the opportunity to present to a lot of like college more people that are like went into a agronomy field or but same thing a lot of times what I found is uh, teachers and professors are actually look like really looking for content and really value like authentic real stories or presentations and so we've done that a lot and a lot of times we've gotten great summer students or or people that have come and joined our business because of us putting us out there and, and making a presentation to 30 students and all of a sudden one or two of them are like, hey, that, you look like you got a really cool thing going on there. And we've also, it's a little later stages, but worked with some interns in the past, which we probably weren't very well structured to do that. But we had a, a student from Germany, a GIS master's student that had no knowledge of agriculture come work for us for, for a summer. And it was a great experience. We learned a lot. And like I said, I think there's a lot to learn from people that don't have any knowledge of agriculture. And yeah, so there's, there's a lot of things that can be done. And if everybody does a little bit, um, it can make a big difference. So I think definitely if you're interested in supporting this, it is important for the future of agriculture and our industry and our operations look to, to support some of the programs that you've suggested and and also find ways to become more involved I, I know it's there's times where we always think about yeah this would be good to do and i know we've been thinking about doing some of these things and even having this conversation is kind of re-inspiring some of the energy to take some action because it's it's important it can be a lot of fun it can be a lot of a really cool experience doing that some of that stuff too Oh, it's so fun. And some of the stories that the volunteers share from their times in the classroom, they're just incredible. I just wanted to touch on something you said, Terry, and that was about finding a way to bring 
people into agriculture who don't have an agriculture background. And I think looking at the diversity that currently exists in the agriculture industry, at least in Saskatchewan, I think there's a huge opportunity to really grow the people that are in the industry. And if we want to encourage and welcome, make all people feel welcome in the agriculture industry, it'll be easier to do that if there's representation within agriculture so that someone can see themselves working in agriculture. And the benefits, I think, to whether it's a farmer or an ag business is the diversity of perspectives that comes in with that and that knowledge and the ability to maybe do things a little bit differently. I mean, I think your farm is just a tremendous example of innovation. Um, and that happened because probably there was multiple um, perspectives and voices in the decisions to diversify the way that you have and to innovate. And so... I really want to, I guess, challenge the agriculture industry. This is maybe beyond education, but to say, who do you want to be a part of agriculture's future? And is it only, I guess, people who have the background and, and look like we do? Or is there opportunity to engage a wider range of people to become a part of our agriculture industry? Because when I'm working in schools that have, you know, the minority is the Caucasian population who've been here, then we need to think about how we shift the way we do things as well. And, and maybe in rural Saskatchewan, that isn't as prevalent, but certainly as more newcomers come into our province, we want to welcome them. And I think that we need them to be a part of agriculture. Absolutely. I mean, either way you look at it, farm backgrounds, rural roots backgrounds is, is by far a large majority of the population is and is shrinking all the time. And we are in an industry that is serving essentially all the humans on the planet's needs in some form or fashion or another. And, and we need to be looking at that in a broader sense. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's just such an exciting time to be in agriculture when you look at all of the innovations that are taking place. And people do care about their food. That is one thing that I've noticed. I mean, and maybe it has to do with the rise in social media and the information, whether it's true or not, about food. But people want to make good decisions around the food that they're buying. And, and that connects to how the food is grown. And there's so much misunderstanding around that. And that's we don't talk about that. We haven't talked about that a lot. It's been a lot more maybe on the production focus. But the food choices and the knowledge of food and empowering people to make good food choices and not to be scared of food or, or the food production practices that that's a really important part of what we do as well. And, and that matters because how farmers are growing their food is, is increasingly coming under scrutiny from society. Absolutely. And that's something I agree with fully as well. We are entering a different area of information and technology and knowledge and and the consumer looking for more transparency, whether they understand all the things or not, we don't start doing a better job of telling and sharing that story and being transparent and open. Already, some of our biggest risks are the influence of policy and what we're allowed to do or not to do, which is largely being dictated and decided by a huge part of the population that doesn't maybe have all of that understanding. And so 
we also have the opportunity now with tools and technology to tell a better story and and to share. For me, a lot of this is, is celebrating and sharing the success of agriculture, the amazing opportunities. We've really worked hard. I, I really believe myself personally, it's what I love to do, but agriculture is just such an amazing place to be. And there's so many different opportunities and so many different levels. And, and the one thing that's so exciting to me is it's always changing. There's always something new. And it, it, it's kind of a beef in my, bee in my bonnet that we're not doing a better job of attracting that younger generation, attracting the youth and people to, to agriculture and all the amazing opportunities because of some of these old mindsets. And that's something that needs to change. Yeah. I'd like to ask Holden a question, if I could, on that. How would you change peers, colleagues, their views on agriculture? What would you do to help young people, let's say, maybe not in your, maybe not in Langenberg, like let's say in a Regina school to make them think that agriculture is a really cool, cool industry and an important place to be? I think what I do is I would show them more of the technology side than the equipment wrench slinging dirt work side because i mean i don't i don't personally know i've never grown up in the city but i know people that do and they just they just hate wanting to put on work boots and go out into the field and get covered in chaff or whatever but they have to realize that that's not what farming is it could be or agriculture is it could be so many other things they could sit in an office all day and they could send emails if they wanted to and they could be involved in agriculture or they could fly drones and download software and send it to some farm in Ontario and they could be involved in agriculture but they just have to look past that oh if you're in agriculture you're a farmer that wakes up at 5 a.m and doesn't go to bed till 11 and just works in the field all day. That's awesome. You don't do that, do you, Holden? No, no, <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like when you talked about earlier, just the, the technology side, like a lot of what Holden was describing, like in my role in the farm now, I, I'm not in the field nearly as much. And I check all the weather stations on my phone. I can open up an app and see all the telemetrics of where the equipment is and what field they're in and what the yield is instantly and the amount of technologies it is it is like a video game it is amazing and a large part of the population and even the youth don't don't see that and i think that is something that we we need to highlight more that the technology side of things and and the science and innovation because there is some incredibly cool exciting stuff and and i think stuff that would be much more exciting to the to larger larger population versus those traditional probably 80 percent of them think of yeah they gotta wake up in the morning put their work boots on and and slave till 11 o'clock at night in the field which is is not the reality of today's farm operations for the most part yeah i think that the amount of careers and the and the the diversity of careers is tremendous. I mean, thinking that I was talking with your person, Jamie, who helps organize a podcast. I'm like, well, she's working in agriculture and her job has nothing to do with the farm, right? And so whether somebody's interest and skill set is more artistic or more in the communication lens or 
the science or the analytics or they actually want to get their hands dirty and build like there really is a place for you in agriculture and our responsibility is to find a way to inspire students to see that and to want to be a part of that because they're like this industry is so important it's feeding the world it's fueling the world it's clothing the world it's you know working to create the balance and the harmony with the environment so that that we are sustainable as a planet and we have these food systems that are robust and they're healthy i want to be a part of that and yeah i i love to just talk to people and i'm super artistic but i can still be in this industry and my career is going to matter so that's yeah, that's part of, I think, guess it's a really big challenge, but I prefer to think about it as this really amazing opportunity that we at Ag in the Classroom have together with people in agriculture to really drive the future of agriculture to this incredible place. Yeah, that's really exciting. I appreciate so much your passion and your energy around this subject and appreciate so much you taking the time with us today on the podcast to share some of this. For those listening and, and all those out there that are inspired by some of the messaging in the story, let's just reiterate again, like where, where can they reach out to learn more and what are some things they could do to help? Yeah, absolutely. So we can be reached at our website, aitc.sk.ca, uh, agriculture in the classroom for short. So aitc.sk.ca has our website has all of our contact information, all of our programs. We've got social media channels on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So at AITCSK, you can follow us there. That's a really easy way to see just sort of what's up and coming, ways to get involved, amplify our message, like, follow, share, comment, all of those great things on social media. Volunteer. Sign up on our website to volunteer for us. Consider, really consider the investment from your farm for our acres for education campaign really encourage that to happen we are a registered charity and so any donation made to us is a charitable donation and if you've got any other ideas on how to get involved just feel free to reach out to me i'm always happy to have a conversation about that even if it's something that you're planning just in your local community but maybe you want a little bit of idea on how to get it rolling or insight we're happy to share that with you because the more that the agriculture industry gets involved the greater the impact will be and the more change will that will happen yeah that's awesome so it's a great call to action for all those out there that want to invest in the future of agriculture and the future of their businesses and farms and get involved no more boring powerpoint presentations that i'll do for the school to put holden and all his friends asleep and yeah take some action to see how you can get involved and and have a bit of fun and i just also want to have a bit of a shout out to i know there's hundreds and hundreds of people and farms out there teachers organizations that have made great efforts and done a lot of work to help share these stories and engage our, our youth and children in agriculture so kudos to all you guys Thanks so much, Sarah, for taking the time for us today. And good luck with your championing your cause moving forward. And, and hopefully we can continue to get the support that we need in these areas. Well, thank you, Terry. And thank you, Holden. And good luck with harvest in your area. I know that it's gearing up and it's going to be a busy time. So, yeah, hoping all goes well and have a safe harvest for sure. Yeah, thanks a lot. Take care.
thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. We really appreciate that you'd spend some of your valuable time with us. We would like to give a shout out to Stephen and Veronica and the whole team of Pod Sound School for their talent and hard work in editing and producing these episodes. Be sure to check them out at www.podsoundschool.com. Also, Nicole Doobie from Eberhard Egg Solutions. Thank you so much. Nicole's really passionate about making these episodes come to life and sharing them with you. Please, let's stay in touch. You can communicate with us on any of the social media platforms. You can also check us out on YouTube. And sign up for our newsletter, growingthefuturepodcast.ca, so you don't miss an episode. Do not forget to check out the Aberhart family of companies online to aberhartfarms.com, suregrowth.ca, convergencegrowth.com, and aberhartagsolutions.ca. Links are in the episode notes. We would love to hear from you. Reach out and tell us what you like about the show or what we could do to improve upon this. And we will send you some free swag. Until next episode, folks, let's keep it real. Growing the future together. Oh.